Welcome to Convo Lounge Expression Exposure Experience. Right, welcome to the Convo Lounge podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. And remember that we have our YouTube channel that is up now. So just go to that channel and do what people do. Subscribe, like, and all of those many other things. Also, you can just follow our social media platforms. It's called Convo Lounge Africa. And there you will see a link which you can subscribe to become part of the Convo Lounge community so that you can continue these conversations and continue empowering you and getting you to engage with us and let us co-create um, this uh, different uh, topics that we would like to be sharing on the Convalange podcast. And like we did mention that uh, we are going to be having conversations with different brands are trying to connect the talent and the brand to see uh, how to leverage on the opportunities as they present themselves. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Re Tapelo. Thank you very much for joining us on today's podcast. Thanks. Thanks right. for having me. Yes. Okay. Um, just a quick introduction, maybe, of uh, yourself and the brand that you represent today. All right. Thanks a lot again. Uh, my name is Tapelo Babusi. I work as the ICT officer, the Engineers Registration Board. Uh, basically, that's the short introduction that you want. Yes. Um, and because we are here, we have worked uh, with ERB and the Association of Consulting Engineers at the beginning of March, uh, where you had hosted the Engineering Forum 2023. And these are some of the events which we as Convalange would like to go into so that we could collect, collect data, collect insights that we can share with our dear listeners uh, with the different uh, key takeaways from those um, engagements. And I believe that um, today's conversation is going to be a very insightful one. And uh, we are looking forward to having that conversation. Uh, somebody might be wondering then, uh, why should I then be listening into engineering uh, week forum when I'm not an engineer, right? Yes. But I think even just coming to the studio here yeah. now, uh, you go through portals. Uh, every day you go to the office, uh, <laughs> you go through portals. And yeah, those yeah. are, it goes to the work that is done by the the, the engineers. So yes. we as taxpayers, we have to ensure that we understand what the engineers are doing so that if we are to somewhat hold them accountable, uh, we would know where to start. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. I think, um, as you say, we are the consumers of engineering services, so they, there's no way that we can beat around that. Yeah. Uh, being just the public, uh, everything that the engineers does, it affects us, everyone, the kids at home, anybody, doctors, lawyers, everybody, even the, this podcast, there's a lot of engineering around here, so... I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. we, as I, as I was saying, as the public, we, we, we are consumers. We are, we are taxpayers. Uh, the money that we, we pay out, uh, tax, uh, uh, it goes out to pay contractors and, uh, every, every that we put out there that the engineers take, uh, we, at the end of the day, we consume the engineering services. Yeah. Mm. The Engineering Week Forum 2023 uh, spoke to the theme creative and innovative uh, engineering value chains. Yes. Um, why, from rhetoric to action. From rhetoric to action. Yes. yes. Why the need for such a theme? And uh, did you actually get to achieve what we wanted to achieve with that theme? Yeah, look, man, mm. um, the Engineering Forum started in 2019 and the themes were, uh, we were talking about creativity and innovation all the way. 
even the one from last year after COVID, uh, COVID actually made us realize that creativity and innovation plays a big, big role in our everyday life. We, we saw people get into to, to look at things like hybrid meetings, uh, hybrid conferences, uh, virtual conferences, things that we didn't think we would achieve before COVID. So coming back from COVID, we saw that uh, people now have started experiencing, um, what is it called? Um, virtual, virtual reality. reality. Yeah. Virtual reality. <laughs> they got to use computers. They were forced to, 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 to know what uh, innovation is about around computing and everything else that's in the value chain of engineering. Yeah. So we've been talking and talking and talking, and this particular one theme of 2023, from rhetoric to action, uh, we said, let's stop talking. Let's see the solutions that are out there. Let's see things that are working practically around the world. What can we take from around the world and implement in Botswana? Yes. Mm. All right. So now let's look at some of the key takeaways that we got from uh, the Engineering Week Forum. And one would be uh, the Minister of Transport and Public Works mentioned that uh, this year, uh, the financial budget, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has proposed about $3.17 billion uh, development budget, right? And when you look back into the National Development Plan, uh, 11, about over 100 um, billion was actually uh, set aside uh, for infrastructure developments. And in his speech, he talked about uh, calling engineers to come together to form some sort of a consortium, yes, so that they could leverage off this, right? Um, to improve, you know, the triple P uh, model that has the government keeps on um, trying to encourage. Do you think, um, or how do you think yeah. we can actually approach it better this time around so that it works um, for us as, as engineers, it works for us as the public? Yes, yes, 100%. Mm. Uh, you see, collaboration is the key solution to complex problems that we have in this, in this country, mm. not just this country, but in the world. Um, if we work in silos, you need to get, the engineers, you need to get government agencies, you need to get the private sector here and there, even the, the consumers, ourselves as the consumers, we need to be part of everything that happens. So with what the minister proposed, that budget, oof, how much was that? 3.17 billion. <laughs> Can you say that without saying? <laughs> uh, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So uh, there should be sense of ownership from, the, from every stakeholder. Um, the procuring entities, the the, the public, yes. they, they should build uh, trust for yes. people, the contractors and and uh, and the government itself. Yes. Uh, they should be that trust. Otherwise, we are going to say, okay, that three point something billion, we know that is going to certain people. Yes. Uh, so once we have that consortium of 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 every uh, stakeholder involved, then uh, as I was saying, the ownership becomes yes. part of it. Then we tend to support what's happening because we feel uh, part of the, the project that that uh, will be happening around the country. Yes. Yeah. As, speaking to um, this issues such as um, unemployment, uh, yes, which yes. We, we really want to focus on as Combo Lounge, is the opportunities yeah. that are within um, such projects. Uh, it, it's such a huge amount of money. And someone, uh, one of the speakers, actually, the presenters at the forum, uh, suggested that maybe the government should introduce a similar uh, 
program to what happened under the ESP program. Because if you remember the ESP program, there was a, a stipulation uh, or a dictatorship to the community or the engineers that they should have a graduate um, trainee within the staff that is going to be working on those projects which are going to be awarded for ESP. Do you think that um, this is something that perhaps maybe could be brought back and uh, how then are we going to bring it back into this current setting that we are proposing? All right. No, um, this, uh, the program is very interesting. I was very, very intrigued to hear that, which is something that we really need. Um, the graduates need it. Uh, we need to to get the, the, the contractors involved in the graduate as early as when they graduate, then they absorb them. This also doesn't only uh, uh, benefit the graduate in building that 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 uh, knowledge that they really require. But once you get in there and then you are trained, uh, you bridge that skills gap. Um, it, it plays a big role in the human capital development. Uh, also, the contractor also has a pool of, of, of trained and skilled employees once they, they get people whom they, they, they can teach their culture, yes. they can teach how their things work. Yes. So it's a win-win situation for everyone. Mm. Human capital development and in general, everybody's happy. Yes. Everybody and and it also goes to this issue of mentorship, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, taking information that is known by the seasoned um, engineers yes. to yeah. now these graduates, right? Yeah. Um, there is that... Uh, tra- uh, exchange yeah. of, of information is that exchange of skills. And mm-hmm. this is something that the minister also even pointed it out that yeah, yeah. Uh, within the engineering space, you, you would wonder uh, why it seems as if the seasoned engineers are not really um, transferring that information that yeah, they know yeah. uh, to the upcoming ones. Yeah, right? Yeah. And they are close to retirement. That exactly. going to leave. Who is going to now take yeah. it forward? And they go away with organizational knowledge, you know, <laughs> yes. and that's, that's, that's a very important thing that people have in the organization, in the companies. If you retire with all the knowledge without passing it to the next generation, then the company or organization might just as well, uh, uh, you, you'd remember, uh, maybe yes. and then he didn't pass the knowledge to to his kids yes. uh, he didn't pass that uh, what what really needs to be happening to to keep it going yes. to to have it sustained uh, mentorship is very very important which is something um ERB uh, also uh, try to pass to their professional engineers the seasoned professionals uh, uh, that are registered with engineers that um, they, we, we do have programs there, uh, CPD developments. One of the, the, the ways the, the professional to, to, to gain that, that, that CPD points is mentoring or volunteering or presenting papers uh, to, 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 to other stakeholders so that they can keep uh, passing the, the knowledge, passing to the knowledge to the next person. Uh, we don't want them to be retired with that knowledge. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we are just going to keep calling him Algumarakere, <laughs> uh, chief. Yes. Nobody knows how to fix that. Yes. So mentorship is very important. That goes back to collaboration. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and also, um, I think this would go also to um, work integrated um, learning. learning. And this yes. is to get you to 
be in school yes. while at the same time uh, being in the field, right? Yeah. What you take is what you apply um, in, in reality. And this goes to uh, issues of when you look at the way technology right yes, now, yes, yes, it's yes. advancing. Mm. Uh, what If I'm going to take four years learning something, by the time I graduate from with my first degree, yeah. the technology that yeah. is there now has evolved. Has evolved. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, work integrated learning, uh, which is something that one of the presenters, I like that gentleman's name, uh, Professor Jean-Pierre Delaporte. Delaporte. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very interesting name. Yeah. But uh, he gave uh, a, a, a very nice presentation on work integrated learning. Basically what work integrated learning is, uh, bringing the workplace to the learning environment so that uh, the knowledge that's currently in the industry is also in the in in the in the classroom so you don't get people to to be teaching something which has been in the curriculum for the past uh, 10 years yeah. which was in the curriculum in 2005 things uh, as you are saying it's evolving technology is evolving uh, so we need to get also the students outside the classroom uh, apprenticeship yes. internship co-op programs these are some of the things that students can uh, come into and then learn the real work while they're still in school. Yeah. Uh, that way they can uh, uh, apply their academics to the real industry out there. Yeah. So they don't really have to struggle when they get out. Yeah. Mm. But if somebody who's listening now might be thinking, yeah. um, but this is something that we have been doing. Yes, uh, yes. There are your attachments, yes, there yes. is internship. How different now will this uh, be to what already uh, yeah. has been happening, or yeah. maybe the question might be the current setup of the internship. Yes, um, how has it uh, not been beneficial to the students and to the corporate as we would have wanted it to be beneficial? Yeah, look, man, um, you know we need to really get away from the thinking that internship should only be through the current setup that we have. That's through the the government and the the responsible ministry, uh, we, we really need to, as, as schools, get uh, the, the students outside the classroom. Uh, we might not even call it internship because at the end of the day, people tend to say, uh, we've had people complaining, we had people complaining that uh, when they, they get to internship, they don't do what they've been taught at school. Yeah. Uh, yes. is, uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, when you start, you th- you might think, or oh, ah, it's 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 nice. Uh, all I have to do is make tea, and I get that allowance at the end of the at the end of the the, the month. program. Yes. 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 Mm. Uh, but um, you, we really need to, if we bring in the work integrated learning system, then we take away that mindset that uh, only the government has to be taking students or graduates into internship. Internship is done before the student is graduating. Then they can apply what they are learning and improve the experience, Uh, not only to go do something that they don't know what they are doing or they they don't want to do or they are not gaining the valuable experience. Yeah. All right, let's just hold it there and go for a quick break. And then we are going to continue after the break. Dear listener, uh, remember that uh, you can check us out on our social media platforms. On Facebook uh, is Combo Lounge Africa. Or you can just use our WhatsApp line to give us your feedback and your contribution to this conversation. Our WhatsApp line is plus 267 
Convalange. Expression, exposure, experience. Engineering Week 2023. We deliver the promise. It's bigger and more exciting. A platform for engineering professionals to network and share experiences. The week starts with a third annual engineering forum under the theme Creative and Innovative Engineering Value Chain. From rhetoric to action and concludes with celebration of the UNESCO World Engineering Day. Brought to you by Engineers Registration Board with the Association of Consulting Engineers Botswana. Right, get interacting with us on our social media platforms, Convo Lounge Africa, or just the WhatsApp plus two six seven seven six five one triple nine two. Welcome back to the Convo Lounge podcast, and today we're talking everything the Engineering Week Forum. As we had mentioned earlier, uh, previously, that uh, we attend such events uh, to collect data and insights so that we could share with you our beloved. Um, listeners, and we've been having a conversation here uh, with Mr. Tapello talking about um, some of the key takeaways that we got from the Engineering Week Forum. And we're still uh, talking there about how we could improve, you know, this work integrated learning or introduce it into uh, the way that we have been doing things. And I think also what this could bring us to is uh, encouraging industry and university collaborations. Um, to work so that the students could actually get to work on real issues that are happening um, within the different industries, right? I think um, th- there are situations where you would find um, there's a presenter actually who talked about this yes, that yes, yes. Um, the Boeing, which is the manufacturer of airplanes, yeah, um, yeah. would have some similar. Um, operations with the University of Washington, right? And I'm thinking maybe this is something that we could also have here in Botswana. We have um, manufacturing companies such as um, Ditec, which does your mobile devices and all of that, right? So this is, could be some, imagine it being set up at one of the universities around, right? And the students, as they go to school, they get to interact with the engineers who are actually working in the field. Yeah, 100%. Mm. It's, it's, it's nice that you mentioned that because uh, really one of the, the, the themes or the sub-themes at the, at the forum was university industry collaboration for solution-focused work, yeah. which is a very important uh, partnership that uh, putting universities and the industry together. We have relevant projects uh, research or research project that uh, uh, are based on the real, 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 real problems that we have. Not only the academics that kids uh, or, or maybe students are, are learning at school that are just being taught theories. Yeah. Uh, but once you get the collaboration between the industry and the university, then you get to solve those problems. Uh, they are out there. Uh, people are really facing them. The, the 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 manufacturing companies that you are talking of, they are facing those uh, those issues out there. If you bring them to the classroom, the minds are still fresh uh, from the skills and knowledge that they are taking from their lecturers or from their modules. They can apply the right there. Yeah, uh, that's where the research projects are very relevant to the industry. Not only to have uh, research that's not really relevant. Maybe it has been. The research has been 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 done for the past twenty years. Uh, we need um, people to 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 go out there and see what's out there and bring it back to the classroom. Bring back uh, guest lecturers to the classroom. Yeah, uh, they can impart uh, knowledge. 
to 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 the students yeah. knowledge that's 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 really necessary at the moment which is very current latest not only based on the curriculum which has been done 20 years ago i don't know yes. why i keep saying 20 years ago <laughs> but uh, it seems like a long time ago it's been there forever <laughs> yes, yes. And, and when you talk about um guest lecturing it's something that I just wish that I had that experience yeah. um, when I was still in university, yeah. right? Yeah. Where you get um, in an economics class, yeah. Um, yeah. you get the minister of finance coming in and just talking about something within um, the budget speech that she presented at uh, parliament in front of the students. Because I think this on its own really goes a long way because you get to now create a series of interactions uh, between the students and the people who are actually doing the work in the, in the, in the industry. Yeah. Which mm. is, which is very, very nice. Um, I know in other countries, I don't know if we already do it in Botswana, but in other countries, our very own, uh, His Excellency, uh, the president, uh, the president just was, recently, yes, yeah. was recently giving a public lecture in one of the universities in, I stand to be corrected. What is it called? Pestle, Pestlevania. Uh, uh, somewhere. Go, go, yeah, some, in America. Go, 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 which yeah. is something they impart knowledge that's, that's existing. Yeah. Uh, the latest knowledge. Yeah. Uh, you, you're speaking of the economics uh, class, maybe the minister coming in to yeah. tell you what the indices are currently, yeah. what the lending rate is. Uh, not only to know what a lending rate is as a definition, yeah. but you have somebody come in and tell you that the current lending rate is this. And the, with the projection that we have, it might be this much in the next two years. Or or what are the advantages? What can we do when we leave school uh, to maybe take advantage of what we currently have as the knowledge uh, that we have? I keep going back to the word knowledge because that's one of the most important things. Uh, you should be able to differentiate between education and knowledge. You may have the degree, you do have the education, but you may not have the, the knowledge. Without the industry, there is no knowledge. Yes. One thing that I also know is that um, as ERB, you have a database of about 9,000 9, something. Engineers. Yes. And still growing. Yes. Which is very, very nice. It's, 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 it's very good that uh, you bring that up uh, since we do have uh, a pool of all the engineers who uh, remember ERB was only uh, formed about 10 years ago. Uh, it came it, it through the Parliament Act uh, only recently, that's 10 years ago or, like, or, or about 12. And then you, you now have to go out there and search for these engineers and say, come and register. We now need to regulate you. We now need to know who you are, uh, what you do, where do you do it? And do you do with the with the higher standards? Yes, uh, it's it's uh, th those are the engineers that can impart that knowledge to 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 the upcoming graduates. It's very nice that now even the students know about ERB before they 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 they, they graduate. They know what's expected of them. They know that there is a regulator who's out there who's waiting for them to say, uh, uh, "Let me hold your hand," or "Let me let me give you information." that you need so that we have the highest standards of engineering in the country. So that 9,000 uh, engineers that you're talking about, that's the, uh, the guys who are about to retire. Some of them have retired. And then you have those who are currently uh, who just graduated and they are just getting into the industry. They are unemployed. Uh, they are still they, they are out there saying, ERB, what can you do for me? Uh, I was going to lead to I'm, that I'm, question. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Yes. I just graduated from, I'm a civil engineer. 
I mean, industrial engineer, but industrial engineer. But then, yes. does it then mean that um, ERB can look for attachments, look for internships, look for employment for those um, students or people who register with you? Yeah. As much as ERB is not mandated to do that uh, for, for, for graduates, yes. um, there, there is Botswana Institute, Institution of Engineers. That's somewhat an association where uh, the engineers can go and voice uh, their concerns or even the graduates. And some of the presenters that we had at the at the forum there, they were recent graduates who are members of the BIE, Botswana Institution of Engineers, uh, who are mentored by the old engineer, older engineers. Uh, let me not say older. <laughs> like experienced. Experienced yes. seasoned engineers. Yes. Uh, they, were men- they are mentored by them. Yes. They are providing networking opportunities for them. They're taking them to conferences where they can uh, uh, network with the people because that's where... Uh, as much as we don't want to admit it, networking really works when it comes to 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 to, to getting the job. Yes. Uh, sometimes clicking apply over and over again won't work for you. You yes. need to go out there, yes. meet the people in the profession. Uh, as ERB, we might provide the platform as the one uh, that we just came out of the engineering week, engineering forum. That's where uh, 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 your seasoned, experienced engineers come in. And you get to have a conversation with them. You get to tell them what you know. Let them take you under your wing. Then what is the initial um, professional development initiative in- by ERB? Ah, yes, yes. yes. That's, that's one of the key initiatives which is uh, uh, designed uh, to maybe handheld, handhold your, your, your just graduated uh, engineer. Uh, it's a structured and monitored uh, program that then helps the engineers to continually improve uh, what they know, the skills that they have. In the same breath, we can talk about the continuous professional development. Uh, This one here, uh, it goes now to the professional seasoned experienced engineers who already have a practicing license to practice engineering. Uh, um, uh, ERB, it's it's mandatory by law and ERB that for you to renew your annual license, your practicing annual license, you have a maximum, a minimum of 25 hours uh, that says, uh, I, I'm developing. Yes. Um, I went to this conference. I'm doing the workshop. I'm presenting papers. I'm mentoring uh, uh, the younger engineers uh, into becoming what they need to become. And then uh, that way we ins- it ensures that the, the professional maintains their skills and it's in the same level with what's in the world right now. Yes. Technology keeps evolving. Yes. You can't keep saying, or uh, if you want to, to manage a project as an engineer, uh, you are only going to use that Excel sheet. When we have uh, 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 softwares like uh, uh, project manager, it's one of the, you check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> project manager. It's yes. one of the, the, the a, a holistic view of the things that you do, not only as an engineer, but any professional. You put your tasks there and then it creates a gun chart for you. And then you keep updating it. What did you do today? Then it will tell you, you are running behind schedule. Do this and that. You said you are going to do this. Then it reminds you, uh, this thing is behind, it's running over budget. Do this and that and that. Which is 
part of artificial intelligence. Yes. I'm sure that are we going to talk about that? Yes. Uh, yeah, I know that I know just fine, as yes. an ICT <laughs> officer that would yes, be yes, a yes, very yes. interesting for you yeah, because yeah. that is something that they also, you know, shared at the engineering forum, yes, the different yeah. technologies yeah. um that are coming your mm. BIMs yeah. uh, and just how then can we um, ensure that we align technology to, or the evolving of technology to what is currently being taught in, in schools, right? Yeah, yeah. And just as an engineer or just as a student to improve yeah. um, on understanding new technologies, because if you don't change, you would soon find yourself out of a job. 100%. Mm. Um, you know what they, what they keep saying? Um, computers are not going to replace people. Yeah. People who have the knowledge to operate computers are going to replace people who don't want to use computers. Yeah. <laughs> so in the same way, artificial intelligence, extended reality, virtual reality, that's something that we can also go back to our conversation about uh, education. Uh, how can you bring this into, into education, the educational environment? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the students or the educators need to leverage on this thing so that uh, the complex processes or systems that uh, you can't really expose students to inside the classroom. Yeah. If you, you introduce extended reality, then you can have people experience in a safe, controlled environment, yeah. maybe experience the 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 the, the mind. I know, mind. I know, hundred percent. But Anna Diamonds took me to school, yeah. and I can yeah. be fluent well, in English right now. But I've never seen um, exactly. how the mind looks like, or the operations you know, of the mind. You know, if you bring extended reality to the classroom, then yeah. you can get inside the mind. You get get underground. Yeah, uh, you have um, the big um, employer of engineers right now, Debsona. They're using, they're leveraging on this. Yeah. Uh, they're leveraging on this. They have drones that monitor their, their minds there. Uh -huh. They have uh, machine learning that monitors uh, uh, their, their vehicles uh, when they need to be saved. You don't need to have people always going around or maybe wait for a machinery to break down and then you, 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 you now attend to it. Yeah. Same thing that you can do in the classroom. Yeah. Um, artificial intelligence in the same breath can be used uh, to enhance performance of students. Uh, maybe instead of having uh, students be graded and, and you are given a report, yeah. uh, then you can feed the data uh, of your performance to, to a computer and then it analyzes where you need improvement and gives you uh, accurate feedback and it gives you resources. How can you improve where you did not do well? Yeah. So... Educators really need to leverage on artificial intelligence and extended reality. Yes, mm. I think they are listening and they should really do something. I hope about, so. But I think for us to actually yeah. um, achieve all of this, we then need to ensure that um, there is some sort of like public uh, participation yes. um, into all of these different works that are done by mm. engineers, mm. right? Mm. Because at the end of the day, uh, we then become the custodians of the projects that are being yes, developed yes, for yes, us, yes, so that yes. they can yeah. um, benefit for yeah. benefit us. Yeah. Let, let's talk to to that. Hundred percent. Uh -huh. You know, um, we need to be involved. Everybody needs to be involved. Yeah. Earlier, we said we are the consumers of engineering services. Yeah. So once you involve uh, the person who is affected by this, I said this before. Yeah. They have a sense of ownership. Yeah, they support you. 
uh, you, they're able to point things out that you won't be able to see. And you, they tend to bring solutions that, uh, that can be implemented right there. Yeah. Which you may not realize until you give uh, the consumer the finished product. Here, use this thing only to find out that you missed something that could have been uh, picked up by a 12-year-old uh, kid. Yeah. Uh, by that time, uh, if you if you, you incorporate uh, public participation into everything that uh, the project uh, uh, or the project engineers or managers do, uh, then you have that holistic view of of the project, uh, uh, which eliminates not only il- uh, it doesn't eliminate you can never eliminate. You can never the risk. eliminate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can never you can eliminate only the risk. mitigate it. You yeah. can only mitigate, but you can reduce it uh, to an acceptable one. Yes. Hey, by the time you you you, you give a, a consumer the finished product and then you go back my dear sister singing it. Yeah. Yeah. Are we seeing a, a bigger, better forum next year? Oh, uh, what could we look forward to? Oh, oh, oh 100%, definitely. Mm. I don't know what we are going to do, but we have started planning for it. Yeah. Um, we, we brought uh, new technologies to the past one, yeah. uh, which we didn't have in 2019. Mm. Uh, this year on, if you have um, realized when you walked into the, into, into the conference room, there was no signing of anything. Yes. We got people scanning your tag and you are in. And then we get to retrieve that data, say, oh, you attended. That's nice. Yeah. So how many, how many people did you hit um, in terms um, of we, uh, participants we and had presenters? We over, over 400 people mm. coming into, into, it was a hybrid event. Oh, okay. It was also online. Yes. Uh, so online, you re- we really had people, a lot of people. We had about 500 people in the, in the, in the online platform and uh, up to 300 people coming into the, to the conference room each and every day for that week. Yeah. Uh, but next day should definitely be bigger and better than we had the past three ones. Yeah. Uh, Presentation-wise, um, uh, you might have realized that we did get international speakers. Yes. We had people virtually. Uh, there was a gentleman in Australia uh, who gave us an idea of what they are doing in Australia, how the government of Australia is 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 helping them to 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 be able to to deliver yes. uh, on their project that side. Like any other country, Australia also uh, faces challenges, not only in Botswana, but how can we leverage to what they are doing? Yeah. There was a gentleman who was presenting Aliko China. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was presenting on BIM. Uh, I hope to see that gentleman next year. Yes. Uh, we need him again to see his face and, and it's tell a, us it, more. It, it really got a lot of people interested yes, in yes. this whole BIM yes, um, thing. And um, I think his time needs to be a bit longer yeah. the next step. Yeah. Um, we're still going to continue having conversations about yeah. uh, what we got from the engineering firm. Yes, and yes. we will be having other engagements now trying to be a bit more specific to some of the points yes, yes. Um, that were covered, uh, bringing um, also experts in those areas so that uh, the viewers at home could actually get to appreciate yes, um, yes. how they can actually look forward to the next engagement and how they could help you know solve this um, unemployment. Just to wrap it up, let's uh, get your parting words. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, at ERB, um, the engineers registration board, we still have a lot of people who are not forthcoming uh, to register. Uh, they keep saying ERB just want to, to take my money. Mm. But uh, I don't know about the money part, but people really need to take pride in their profession. Yes. And by sitting back, then you are not taking pride in your professional. You have doctors 
we have lawyers, we have teachers who, who needs to be registered with their professional body so that they can practice. Um, with uh, the accountants, uh, they are registered, they are practicing, they are having their practicing licenses each and every day. So they are taking pride in their, in their profession. Um, sitting back, you are only giving uh, uh, your fly-by-night engineers uh, more time, more air time so that they can do what they are doing out there. Uh, we, they are not being regulated. Uh, so sitting back also means that you are sitting there and people think you are fly-by-night because you are not recognized by the professional body, ERB. Um, ERB is um, uh, in a mission to be registered with the uh, IAEE, which is... Uh, International uh, Engineers Alliance. Aha, I think you got it better <laughs> than I did. Uh, yeah. You've been registered with ERB and ERB a member of that. Then your your name can be spoken in the same breath of the person who's who's creating buildings at, at Dubai or, or China or, or, or America. Uh, so you have better opportunities uh, to to bring back to to, to our country. Uh, with with that say, uh, I'll really say uh, people need to do come forward. Maybe you are getting wrong information from people out there uh, who are not even registered, so they don't really know what's going on. But uh, if you do come forward, get the information from ERP. Uh, get to the office. The office is open to anybody. Uh, we have our, our 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 staff there who's ready to assist each and every person who comes in. So you have the right knowledge, then you you would know why you need to register with ERB. All right, thank you very much for for joining us, and uh, we look forward to further engagements with yourselves and the whole um, ecosystem of engineers, so that we could work together and see how we could develop the country going forward. This is how we're going to end it uh, today. Please do give us your feedback and let's hear what you have to say on our social media platforms. Just look for Convo Lounge Africa or WhatsApp as at uh, plus 267-76-51992. Bye. Convo Lounge. Expression, exposure, experience.